Well, hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Did you forget to turn it up? <laughs> I think so. Right. Well, we're, we're here now, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. What's up? Oh, my God. This week. This week has been nuts. Oh, my God. I know for you, you too. Are, yeah, on your little crutches. I'm like Holly Hobbit. You're just hopping around. It's not a good look. No? No, it's, I can't do anything. I can't I can't carry anything. I can't I can't carry it. I went to Starbucks and ordered it, and then I just stood there like, now what? <laughs> I I'm You're like, like now what do I do? Can you carry this and for me, please? The woman on the counter was like, uh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know, know what to do for you. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do either. Like, what do I do? I guess I just stand here and I drink just it. chug it right here. So I just stood there leaning on my crutches, <laughs> hanging on there like a fucking rag doll, drinking my chai tea. Does every like day task take like five times longer? Um, it took me an hour and a half to take a shower today. <laughs> <laughs> the water was only running for four minutes. <laughs> but it took me. <laughs> poor you. I have to put this like leg thing on. That's it's a very space odyssey. It's mm. very weird. I don't know. Well, it's almost over. January fourth. <laughs> good. I hope you heal up nice. And I know. How well. about you? You you've been busy at work, right? Yeah, work is just crazy. We had our little um, company holiday party this past week. I feel like. San Francisco is really the only place where you can smoke weed at your holiday party with your COO. Shut up. No, literally. I was like passing my vape around with like the executives of my company. Okay. I'm like only in San Francisco. (laughs) I love it. That's true. (laughs) Well, welcome to Really Queen Radio, part of the House of Pride Radio family. And we are live from San Francisco, California. I'm Brian Kent. And this is Jay Wilkerson. Hi, Jay. Each week, we're exploring a new musical artist that's helped to inform and form LGBTQ culture as we know it today. So the show is basically born, if you haven't watched it or heard it, watch it, I hope you're not watching it, girl. You're looking at your fucking radio. The show is born out of a conversation that Jay and I were having where I asked if he knew this particular artist who was playing, and he was like, really, Queen? Really, Queen? I have no idea. He had no idea. And I was like, um, well, some this is someone you should know. He's a gay man, but like, how would you know unless someone taught you? So that's yep. why we're here doing Really Queen Radio. And we also like hearing from you. So if you want to call in any time during the show, you can call us at area code 415-550-0511. You can also check us out at reallyqueenradio.com and on Instagram at reallyqueenradio. <laughs> Okay, so Jay has no idea who the artist is going to be. Nope. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to preface this today's, today's episode with this. You know, we've been looking at a lot of pop artists, but there's okay. obviously a lot of musicians that have influenced the gay culture and gay community that are not necessarily disco or pop. pop. And so, you know, um, you'll see kind of maybe why I chose this particular artist. But I thought we'd kind of branch away from doing the disco and pop stuff and see okay. if maybe um, you knew this kind of, this, this particular artist. And um, right. it kind of coming from a whole different direction, okay. but absolutely 100% like diva legendary, legendary okay. in the gay community. Okay. okay. So I'm going to start with a song. Um, this was one of her um, really big songs that most people will know. And I, again, I won't be surprised <laughs> if you don't know this, but you also know musical theater. Like you've yeah. done musical theater. Uh-huh. So they have a little bit of background there. So yeah. you, you may, you may. May or you may not know it's from a musical, and then you'll be like, oh, really, Queen? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Are you ready? I'm excited. Let's do it. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Oh, my God. Here we go. My high starch collar and my high top shoes and my hair piled high upon my head. I went to lose a jolly hour on the trolley and lost my heart instead. With this light brown derby and his bright green tie, he was quite the handsomest of men. I started to yen 
went the trolley. Ding, ding, ding went the bell. Okay, I have to take my heart medicine because guess what? I knew this one! <laughs> Jay, who is it? Judy Garland! Yes, oh my god. Uh, that voice is so, like, I, I immediately hear it, and I think Wizard of Oz, like, just so good. Right, right. Yeah. So a lot of people, though, don't know. Do you know what, do you know what movie this is from? No. So this is from Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, okay. Which, Meet Me in St. Louis, I don't know if you've ever saw it. I actually just watched it recently. I, I obviously heard of it and I heard all these songs from it, but I hadn't really seen it. And I was like, you know, let me just watch this. And it's yeah. really, actually, it's a really great movie. And there's some amazing tracks from the, from the movie that really made some history. So, yeah. um, you know, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about her for a second. First of all, <laughs> a few interesting facts. So her name isn't really Judy Garland. What is it? Francis Ethel Gum. <laughs> okay, right? Bless her heart. If, Bless her, her if heart. my name was Francis Ethel Gum, I would call it. myself Judy Garland yes, as well. Yes, you would. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she was obviously she was a singer. Obviously, she was an actress. She was a dancer. She started mm-hmm. out in vaudeville with her family, with her sisters. Oh, wow. Which is very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So, really, if you think about it, okay, she worked nonstop for 45 years of her 47 years of life. She died at 47. She died very young. Oh, wow. Yeah, she died of an overdose. What? Of barbiturates, yeah. She had really? a she had a very long um, kind of rough battle. I mean, if you think about being a childhood star yeah. and all the things that came with that, which we'll talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. um, she had a lot of a lot of problems. She committed tried to commit suicide twice. She um, had oh, an alcohol no. problem, and obviously she had some problem with drugs, which led to her eventual um, That's death. So crazy because like I didn't even know any of that. Oh yeah, yeah. she you know yeah. So you know she um, in her in those forty five years of working in the industry, she made thirty two feature films, four TV specials, twenty six episode television series, countless TV des- wow. guest appearances, and one hundred singles, and more than a dozen albums and hundreds of radio shows. Whoa. I mean, this is a woman who career whose career basically started at such a young age and just never stopped. And it just she, sounds like all she did was work. She she that's all she did was work. Which yeah. you can imagine why that would lead to drinking. Uh, totally and and. And alcohol and, and, oh my and, and abuse and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, she received tons of awards during her career. Um, she was nominated twice for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Um, she got an, a special Academy Juvenile Award. Do you know what a Juvenile Award is? No. So, an Academy Juvenile Award. I just I just found this out. Is when the Academy basically, um, you know, gives an award to someone who's under eighteen years old, but who they feel has done something exceptional oh, in okay. in the film industry. So, yeah. she got that award in nineteen forty. She won a Golden Globe Award. Um, and she received a special Tony Award um, for one of her concerts. Anyways, the con- what she got two Grammy Awards for were her concert, which was called Judy at Carnegie Hall. She was yeah. actually the first woman to win a Grammy Award for Album of the Year with that live recording. So, first woman ever to win Album of the Year. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was... That's that, amazing. Yeah, that was 1961. Yeah. So, you know, she's done... She's got so many things. She's got, like, two stars on the Walk of Fame. She was on a postage stamp. <laughs> I mean, the girl goes... Like, she's got... She did... Like, she got the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. I mean, you know, it just doesn't go on because she had such an amazing career and was such a talent. You know, she had, um, she had, she was married five times. What? And she had three kids. But you know who, you know who her famous daughter is? Like the real, well, there's two, but the one who's really famous. No. What? I don't, I don't know who her kids are. Okay. Her daughter is Liza Minnelli. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and her other daughter's Lorna Left, who you probably don't know, but no, she's no, also no, no. kind of actress and stuff. But Liza Minnelli is like the big one yeah, that I yeah, think yeah, yeah. that I think every um, everybody knows. So um, let's just you know let's that play let's play um, let, let's play. Well, first of all, I want to say that one of the songs that she sang was listed on the 100 best songs ever in history, and what? yeah, and it was this one. Mm-hmm. 
My impression. Yeah. You are Judy Garland. It's the blue dress, girl. <laughs> I love it. It's the blue dress. Um, so, sorry, we're having a little technical difficulties with that, like, the sound. So, just bear with us as we work through this. Everyone knows the song. <clears throat> Everyone knows the song, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. So, she was cast in this role in 1938. And what's interesting is that she was not the first choice. Really? No. Any ideas? You probably, I mean, you probably no. won't know. No. I won't know. Okay. So the studio chief, Mr. Mayor of mm-hmm. MGM, Metrogo Mayor, um, mm-hmm. he first wanted to borrow Shirley Temple from 20th Century Fox to do the role. But okay. you could kind of see yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. they, but they were like, no. And then, um, <laughs> no. And then they asked this, this other actress named Dina Durbin, um, but she was unavailable. So it ended up in Judy Garland being cast. And well, look at that. She's the perfect Dorothy. Yeah, that song is, the, is listed, what I was saying earlier, is uh, the 100 Years of Greatest Songs. That, that was listed as one of the tracks. Um, that makes sense when you think about how often that song has been covered. It's oh, yeah. Like, Hundreds. <sighs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times almost too many times <laughs> yeah i know right like, girl we've heard this we've heard it but yeah i mean totally she you know she i can imagine like being that young and and the things that they you know back then girls had to be a certain way that look so they made her yeah. wear she was like a baby they yeah. made her wear a corset and they also in some they made her wear this thing on her nose to give her nose more fullness like they they actually changed her what? appearance which you can imagine at that young age like that's going to make you start feeling insecure yeah totally and she was going to school on the lot uh-huh. With um, Ava Gardner and and Elizabeth Taylor, who were like natural beauties. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's in a corset and wearing a nose piece. <laughs> you know, what I mean? they had her they had her wearing removable caps on her teeth. Ooh, yeah, and the, and the rubberized discs to reshape her nose were like, I mean, what would you? I mean, yeah, that's yeah, messed up for that's a kid. Depressing. Now we wouldn't do that. Now you'd, you'd be in jail yeah. if you did that to a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She probably was just like sitting there hating all these like fabulous young girls when she had this like nose piece and teeth in <laughs> but little did she know little did she know that she was going to become you know what she was going to become because yeah. of that role do we know how old she was um with wizard of oz like well she was cast it was she was cast in 1938 okay right and so she died at 47 and so um she was born in 1922 so you do the math 2232 yeah she was like 16 yeah okay yeah, I yeah. mean, she was a baby. But remember, she had been performing way before this with her yeah, family. So her she'd been life. in the business. Yeah. But this was like her first time, you know, really getting, you know, getting getting a big role such as this um, that really put her, I think, on, on the map. map. Yeah. Um, she went on to do other films besides The Wizard of Oz. She did Meet Me in St. Louis, which I just talked about a little ago, a little uh-huh. bit ago. She did a movie called The Harvey Girls, um, another mm-hmm. movie called Easter Parade, which is a musical. 
Um, heard of it with Fred Astaire, and um, and yeah, so she also did Summerstock, which I'm going to um, play something for you um, from Summerstock now, which you may or may not know this, but um, tell me who she's singing with on this. Okay. Okay, or don't tell me who's singing with that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the problem. Oh, here we go. That's the problem. We're having oh. some really technical difficulties tonight, and I'm not sure what the deal is. All right, here we go. Shout hallelujah. So let's sing the song. Come on, and have you again. she's singing with no i have no idea jay why do you never know this Anything. woman no you know things you just don't know this particular woman every time she does a duet with someone you're like i don't know I don't remember know. last time when i almost fell out in my chair when you did not know who donna summer was singing with barbara streisand yes is that who she's singing with yes <laughs> i don't know she's, i told you okay so that actual rendition is when she had her tv show the judy garland show okay and barbara streisand was kind of new and upcoming and she came on the show and she uh-huh. sang this song which is in the movie um summer stock and she sang it as a duet with miss judy garland well they sound beautiful together they sound amazing yeah. we have a caller on the phone should we take a call we have a caller we have a caller hello caller are you there's this patrick from atlanta Yes, it's Patrick from Atlanta calling in for the for the great show. Just talked about Miss Judy Garland. Hi, Hi Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so cute and the duet and everything. <laughs> talk to us. Talk to us. No, I was just thinking about the whole you were talking about Judy Garland and how they were made her do all these things and and you know the show business industry has always made women little prostitutes out of women, but they still right. do it nowadays. I mean, if you look at those female beauty pageants. It's like disgusting. They're wearing slippers. They're yeah. wearing fake eyelashes. The fake they teeth. Little mini, mini like prostitutes. So totally you know, mini prostitutes. That's. I mean. <laughs> That's true. I think. I think in that world, you're absolutely right. I think. I mean, it's disgusting, right? I, I watched yeah. that. Sh- I, I watched that show once or twice, and it was like too close to home for me. But um, oh, yeah. well, because my parents did that to me. I had flippers and everything. Anyway, <laughs> it, I totally want to see those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Not right? Fact, I'm gonna. I'm gonna scour the intranet now. Right, Brian Kent, <laughs> beauty queen. <laughs> right, just see me with some flippers and a fucking weave. Well, thank you for I, calling in. I mean, we love talking to people and we love that um you call it and you're right it's so true like i mean it's just changing how people look so that they'll accommodate you know the eye of the general public and it's a it's a big thing in the industry and it's a big thing as a performer in general that you have to have a certain look and you have to look a certain way or they won't like you i mean there's so many talented That's people out there true. right that have probably not made it or not gone for it just because of the way that they look what was her name um what was her name on um on american idol uh, susan boyle Oh, oh, yeah. Wasn't no. she like a perfect example? Like, there's a voice, probably never would have gone anywhere because yeah. of how she looked. Yeah. And then people find like, what? The bitch can sing. I think that's America's Got Talent. And you know that they're bringing ba- her back. 
They're as, doing like an all star, like a like the winners are all competing. Oh my god, they're really? They're doing yes. a basically world's got talent, but they're calling it America's got talent. They're using everybody from all over the world. Yeah, and they're bringing Italy, them back. Ukraine, Russia, but they're calling it America's got talent. I can't wait to see Susan Boyle. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Right, boys, y'all have fun. Great, great show. Can't wait to hear the rest. All right. Thank you, mister. Thanks, Patrick. Bye. Bye bye. Yeah, that was cool. He's right. He's got a point there. She's she got, got a, a point. point. She's got a point. So I want to play the theme song from uh, Meet Me in St. Louis because this was a big song, but you can maybe get an idea of, I don't know, maybe what the what it was about and um and and also just, you know, just how much that movie, which I, I never knew when I saw that movie, how many tracks actually, you know, came from that film that were, you know, kind of kind of went places. Here's mm-hmm. here's um, here's one. Here's the title song from it that she sings at the beginning of the film. Coochie coochie, baby. Be your tootsie, <laughs> tootsie wootsie. Sounds like a <laughs> lactose intolerance nightmare. <laughs> tootsie wootsie. <laughs> so what do you think, Jay? I'm glad you know her. At least you know who she is. And I love that you that you recognize the voice because that's important. Yeah. I mean, any gay queen today should know, I mean, her voice. Should yeah. know, I, I mean, granted, there's probably a lot of things about her you don't know, don't. but at least you yeah. knew about um, her. Yeah, it's like when you hear that, that tone and that voice and kind of that vibrato that she has. I mean, it just stands out. Um, but you're right. Like I did, I don't know her career. I don't know everything that she's done. And I definitely didn't know that she struggled with like mental health issues and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Cause you just see this beautiful, positive like mm-hmm. character on the television. So it's, yeah. it's interesting to hear. Um, and by the way, we apologize for the sound stuff. It's not. It's not us. It's just this rundown studio. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the best we can. Doing people. the best we can, people. I'm standing here with some two thumbtacks, a paperclip, and a dream, <laughs> trying to keep this thing together. But you know, so in 1950, after 15 years with MGM, she was released from her contract because okay. mostly because of her personal struggles. She had erratic behavior. She was showing up late to sets. Uh, she, you know, she mm. was just very, very became very difficult to work with because yeah. of her addictions and her problems. And so, um, you know, that was a, that was a hard blow for her. But in 1954, she starred in the musical remake of A Star Is Born. Really? Did you know that the movie? Uh huh. Oh, so no. she was the first star in A Star Is Born. So A Star, okay. a star Is Born was originally written. Yeah. Okay. So there's been three movies, right? Yeah, but there, there was actually there was actually we uh, kind of a fourth because originally there was an original which wasn't a musical movie, right? So it didn't uh, really do anything. So she okay. actually was the one that set that in motion and became the very first actress to be in the in the musical in the musical okay. in the musical A Star Is Born. And then of course after that Barbara Streisand did it, and then after that now recently Lady Lady Gaga. Okay, I didn't know that. Yes, kind of interesting um, interesting yeah. fact and. She, Have you actually seen the Star Is Born, the, the the latest one? I still haven't seen the latest. You still one. haven't seen it. No. Nope. Uh-huh. Well, you don't have to see it because I've given it away like 10 times. I know. To right. you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she dies in the end. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting. She got she got paid $100,000 plus 50% of the profits to do that film, which back then was a lot of money. Yeah. I mean. Do actors get 
like part of the she prophet was Judy, today. She was Judy Garland. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's like, I, you're going to give different. me part of this prophet. <laughs> right. So her husband at the time, Sydney Love, they actually produced it through their own production company because obviously I told you she left MGM. Okay. Um, but Warner Brothers supplied the, you know, the funds and productions and facilities and crews, but her production company on her own was the one that actually put it together. Um, mm. So it was a huge undertaking, but it was something that she really wanted to be able to come back and, and make her mark. And she received a nomination for Best Actress for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, she didn't win, but she, but she definitely received a nomination. Um, Gerard cool. Streisand won a Golden Globe, Golden Globe for it. She didn't get an, an, an Academy or an Oscar. Yeah. But she did win um, an Academy for, um, let's see, it was for, for the best song, for Evergreen. Oh, okay. And now Lady Gaga's in the running. She was just nominated for a Golden Globe. And yeah. more than likely, she's going to be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that this this role has been filled by women who have brought it to the table and yeah. really brought their A-game enough to win these types of awards and be and be. Um, I want to watch nominated. the other ones. I want to see how different they well, are. Well, you know what's interesting? So you know each one is about them, Right. So Lady yeah, Gaga's is, about, is yeah. about Lady Gaga, right? Yeah. And hers is about her, and Barbara Streisand's about, about Barbara Streisand. Yeah. So the songs are different because it's it's to their their story and their time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wouldn't it be interesting to see the same kind of like the the, the framework of the movie, but about yeah. three different women? Um, does the does the guy die at the end of each one? Uh, uh, spoiler alert! Well, I guess you just gave the movie away alert. from me. You are such a fucking bitch. I've done this fourteen times with you. <laughs> yeah, you have. You think by now, or maybe by the I don't know eleventh, you would learn. But instead, you keep giving it away, and now I you know said, that he dies. He dies in the other one. What about our What about our audience and our fans? What if I'm they sure, haven't seen it? I'm sure wow. they have seen these renditions. Okay. before the Lady Gaga. Whatever. Um, so <laughs> that really sucks. Let's Let's talk for a minute about why she's a gay icon because she is a gay icon, right? Yeah. I mean, every gay man on earth knows who she is. Every gay man on earth loves her and wanted to be here i mean we have slangs like have you ever heard of the term um he's a friend of judy's mm. okay so this was used back then yeah. right years ago about yeah, some, yeah, yeah. We're, are we friends of judy to like basically it's like when you say when alcoholics say i'm friends of B- bill w are okay. you a friend of bill w that's yeah. like their code for are you a friend of his mm. so friends of judy was a way of saying are you gay Ah, mm-hmm. interesting. And and yeah, they they used to call her. I think it was the advocate that called her uh, the Elvis of homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> like that was her time. She's the Elvis of homosexuals. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think made her such an icon? Besides, I mean, besides just her. I mean, what do you I think mean, it I was? I don't know. I don't have really any idea. I mean, the, the, the culture back then were were people even. I mean, I you think everybody would be like scared to even say that they're gay back then, you know. So well, she wasn't gay. Well, not her, but like, I'm just saying, like, did she have any gay friends or like? Yeah, she actually she actually had a lot of gay friends, which is which is part which is part of this. So her here's an interesting thing, a little fact, a little tidbit. Um, her father and other like you know other significant people in her life um, <clears throat> were said to be gay. Her father, you said? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Her second husband, Vincent Minnelli, was rumored to be a closeted bisexual. <laughs> she's just, she is a fag hag. Yeah. She's, she's just, she's turning hag. them around. Yeah. And, you know, she would go to gay, she would visit gay bars with openly gay friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and and there you go. she made sure that her handlers at MGM were gay. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, she was totally gay friendly. But I think the bigger picture, I'm, I'm kind of feeling and guessing, would be you know her personal struggles. Like here is this diva who, who seems to mirror a lot of what gay men had to struggle with in terms of like how they look and did they fit in and and uh, you know unfortunately or fortunately a lot of drug uses and drug addictions and stuff like that. So I think that there's yeah. a lot, a lot of that 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 has uh, you know things in common. Um, if you look at even the Wizard of Oz, like think about it. The first person that she accepts unconditionally is the sissy, cowardly lion, or right? the scarecrow. Uh, right, the scarecrow. Well, the, well, the, no, this, the the lion is the sissy one. Yeah, but He's the scarecrow the is kind of like. Well, go. They're all gay. <laughs> okay. I mean, the yeah, Tin Man and the Tinsel yeah. Toe Tin Man. Yeah. Um, it's true. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you, this is kind of fun. So, some have suggested the connection between the date of her death and funeral, which is June 27th, 1969, and the Stonewall Riots, which happened the next day in the early hours of, of the 28th. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that's why they happened, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously. But, obviously, but some are saying, you know, that kind of like helped to fuel the anger because she was gone and whatever. Also, think about the rainbow flag. I mean, somewhere over the rainbow and the rainbow flag, you know, not yeah. necessarily for sure, but her performance of that song has been described as like the sound of the closet. Think about that. So, somewhere over the rainbow mm. basically talks about like, you know, somewhere else where there's a yeah. land that's happy and free, it's, but it's not where you are right now. You know, it's funny because when I was, you know, younger and struggling with like coming out, I would. I, I, I related to that song, like exactly like that. Listening to that song, I would think of like somewhere over the rainbow, like being free. And, uh, I would think about that. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Right. And yeah, I think that's part of, I think that's part of why so many gay men, you know, really, really kind of pulled to her and mm-hmm. understood her. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said, she was plagued by years and years of addiction to drugs and alcohol, which, uh, eventually led to her death in London from a barbiturate overdose at only age 47 years old which is really really too much so before I wrap up I'm going to wrap up with this Um, so there's a song that is super famous Mm -hmm. um, that was famous because of basically what uh, she did with it so there was these songwriters by the name of Hugh Martin and uh, Ralph Blaine who wrote a song called Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas okay so they wrote it for her movie Meet Me in St. Louis again okay. um, and along with a bunch of other songs for MGM they were basically writers so the song began with this medley um, and they, they found this tune that, that they thought was kind of cool and then they were like this isn't going to work and they threw it in the waste, waste basket mm-hmm. but meanwhile the, um, the the director of the show had heard the tune and said no 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 this is this song is too good to throw yeah. away. Don't throw this song away. And he went literally into the wastebasket and found the song and pulled it back out. <laughs> right. This is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Okay? Oh, my gosh. So the original version that they first had come up with um, was kind of kind of downer and, and sad, some of the lyrics in it. Uh-huh. Um, that so, so much that Judy Garland decided to refuse. She refused to sing it. And she said, like, if I sing that, little Margaret, who, who's the character in, the, in Meet Me in St. Louis, uh-huh. will cry and think I'm, I'm some horrible monster. Yeah. And so the writer, he was, who was young then and kind of arrogant, was like, well, I'm sorry if you don't like it, Judy, you know, but this is the way it is, and I'm not really going to write a new lyric. And so Tom Drake, who was um, Judy Garland's co-star, he was the boy next door, went over to the writer and said, you know, like, look, you've got to finish this song. It's it's a great song, potentially, and I think you'll be really sorry if you don't finish this the right way. So he went home, and um, he wrote, he rewrote it, and he wrote the version that was in the movie and that we now hear today. today. And so if you think about the fact that she was kind of, she put the song on the map. She made this song that everybody, everyone knows, knows, um, famous. That's, I had no idea. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. 
It's completely crazy. So we're going to try to play, um, we're going to go out by playing this song. Um, I'm going to play the whole song. And um, hopefully this um, this connection will behave. <laughs> but w- I want to, first of all, thank um, you guys for listening. Again, yeah. 30 minutes is flying by. So um, subscribe to our podcast and make sure you share with your friends or share it with your enemies if you don't like people. Um, don't forget, we're on Instagram at reallyqueenradio. Our website is reallyqueenradio.com. I want to thank Tweeka Turner and the House of Pride Radio, which is coming up next. And um, yeah. Jay, we're going to see you next week. Next week is our final week of season one because we're going to take a couple weeks off for the holidays and then we're going to come back with season, season two. two. Oh, all new Ooh. and improved season two Brian and Jay go to the beach <laughs> be on the lookout be on the lookout Baywatch we're gonna do it in our bathing suits <laughs> oh yeah we have all kinds of exciting things coming so hopefully this thing will behave and we're gonna uh, see you next week and thank you so much for subscribing bye everybody bye friends we'll see you next week next up House of Pride Radio with Tweeka Turner bye bye Oh